Welcome to the Kingdom is for Everyone podcast. This is your host, Matthew Hester, and this is the place to discuss all things righteousness, peace, and joy. I want to thank our Hester Ministries monthly supporters for helping this podcast become a reality, as well as the many things we do around the world for the sake of the gospel. If you would be interested in becoming a Hester Ministries supporter, please go to our website, hesterministries.org partner to find out more information. Also, at the time of the recording of this episode, we're full steam into the Christmas season. And if you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to Hester Ministries to help us finish out the year strong, you can also find that information on our website. You can enjoy this show wherever you love to listen to podcasts. With that in mind, please like and share this on your social media uh, venues so that more people can be impacted, more people can be blessed as a result. Also, please go ahead and check out the homepage for this podcast at anchor.fm slash the kingdom four. That's the number four, the kingdom for everyone. There are some cool features there. One is there's a message tab you can click on. You can leave us a voice message or a question that we would love to feature on an upcoming episode of our podcast. Here at The Kingdom is for Everyone, we want you to be more than an audience. We want you to be a participant. And so, yeah, I'm going to come good on my promise. Our episode last time, I said we're going to devote a couple of episodes to Christmas. And uh, I believe that there are some great themes that we can miss. And so I'm not going to be talking about, you know, more of the popular themes of the Christmas pageant, the Christmas story, but maybe look at some layers that we often miss because I just, I want to get to, okay, there's some depth to this because, you know, ultimately Christmas, the word that comes to mind for me is incarnation. That's God becoming flesh. And it is one of the seminal events of human history. It's really what dignifies humanity in a way that it never had been before. And uh, so, yeah, we just want to look at some layers. But today I want to look at waiting for Christmas. There are some characters that uh, perhaps we don't often associate with the Christmas story that I want to take a look at. So episode 19, Waiting for Christmas. And I want to take a look at two people. Uh, Hopefully you've heard of them before, but if not, we're going to dedicate some time to these two figures. Uh, One of them, his name is Simeon, and the other, her name is Anna, and they both were waiting for something. Uh, Well, more accurately, they were waiting for someone. And I just want to talk about that for a few minutes. I believe it's going to be a real blessing to you. But before we jump into that, I want to take just a quick break, and we'll be right back on the other side. Okay, we're back, and I want to talk about waiting for Christmas in this podcast episode, and I want to talk about a couple of characters that perhaps we're not familiar with so much or that we, we don't necessarily attach them to the Christmas story, but I believe that they need to have some attention paid to them. But first, I want to talk about waiting. You know, Christmas, while it's certainly associated with generosity, it's associated with celebration, all these different things, it's also associated with waiting. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I remember as a kid, I mean, there were special things that I always wanted at Christmas time. The hardest part for a kid at Christmas is the wait. You know, there are times, just personally, I couldn't even sleep on Christmas Eve because my imagination would heighten my senses into overdrive for what I might open on Christmas morning. Now, I, I realize now, and I didn't understand it then, but I realize now that sometimes waiting is an important part of process. And the question, why 
Well, because there's a greater appreciation and a sense of value concerning things that you have to wait for in order to enjoy. Have you ever noticed that? If you just get something super quick, you know, we call it instant gratification. While it might feel good for a moment, it doesn't have that same connection as when you're waiting, when you're when you're saving for something, when there's a goal in mind that you have to work towards. Have you ever noticed how you appreciate those things, you value those things more when waiting is a part of the equation? And so, thinking about Christmas this year for you, you know, Christmas 2022, what are you waiting for? So let me, let me ask some questions. Um, what are you waiting for this Christmas? Are you longing for anything? What are you expecting to receive? Are you looking forward to anything special this Christmas? So in the gospel of Luke, we come across two characters who make their appearance in the final acts, if you will, of the Christmas drama. And one is a man named Simeon, and the other is a woman named Anna. Now, they don't appear in nativity scenes. You probably have never gotten a Christmas card with Anna on it. But they are significant players in the first Christmas pageant. Both of these individuals were waiting for something. Well, again, said in a better way, they are waiting for someone. Luke, it's interesting, he uses a Greek word of anticipation that identifies them as waiting with expectation for the coming of the Messiah or the Savior. It literally means that they were alert to his appearance and ready to welcome him. And we see this word in Luke 2.25 in reference to Simeon, where, we, where you read there, he was waiting, and in Luke 2.38, to describe a woman named Anna who was looking forward to. So I want to talk about these two. So Simeon, what was Simeon waiting for? Simeon was waiting for comfort. We're introduced to Simeon in Luke 2.25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Simeon was righteous before people, and he was devout in his relationship with God. Now, you think about the context of, of course, Jesus' arrival, but then you think about the the world that Simeon has grown up in and lived in. Things weren't going well for the nation of Israel. That's an understatement. They They weren't going very well. They hadn't heard from God in 400 years, basically. Uh, They were under Roman oppression. They had lost their political independence and were living in fear of the capable, crafty, and cruel King Herod. And many were wondering if the Messiah would ever come. So in verse 26 of Luke 2, it shows us that Simeon had good reason for his hope and anticipation. That verse says it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So Simeon's expectation focused on the comfort that Christ would bring. Among Jews of Simeon's day, one of the popular titles of Messiah was Comforter. You know, I I think we need to have a revival of that around the Christmas time, that Jesus is the Comforter. You know, and and honestly, it, it strikes me that the desire to be comforted is a universal human need. 
You know, we all struggle with loneliness, emptiness, insecurity, even desperation. You know, in fact, the, the Christmas season is one of the major crisis times of the year for depression and suicide. So we need comfort. You know, the Holy Spirit prompted Simeon to go to the temple courts at just the right time on just the right day that Joseph and Mary were bringing their infant Jesus to the temple. And when Simeon looked at the baby, now about eight days old, he knew that God's promise had been kept. Here was Emmanuel, God with us, to make everything right, to provide significance by his presence, and to eliminate rejection, fear, and loneliness. Verse 28 of Luke 2 says that Simeon reached down, took Jesus out of Mary's arms, and began to praise God. Wow, he broke out into praise. He acknowledged that God had not only fulfilled the individual promise to him. Remember earlier, we read in that verse that um, he, he knew that he would not die until he saw the Lord's Christ. But he also realized this is, this is the fulfillment of the promises of the prophets. They prophesied an anointed one would come to comfort both the Jews and the Gentiles. So Simeon was waiting for comfort, and man, comfort came. And then I want to talk about Anna. What was Anna waiting for? Great question. So Simeon is waiting for comfort. Anna was waiting for forgiveness. The other Christmas character waiting with anticipation for the arrival of the Messiah was Anna. After her husband had died, she had dedicated herself to fasting and praying in the temple. In fact, the Bible says she never left the temple, but worshiped there day and night. And she was looking forward to the same person that Simeon was, but with a different expectation. Instead of looking for comfort, Anna was looking for forgiveness. You take a look at Luke 2.38. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. The word redemption is related to the idea of captivity. The Old Testament Passover and the release of Israel from Egyptian slavery stood in Anna's day as the ultimate redemption and the symbol of God's power to release captives. Ultimately, Passover pointed ahead to that day when God would provide deliverance from the slavery of sin. When Anna saw Jesus, she gave thanks to God and spoke of him to all who were waiting for redemption. Here at last was the one who would save his people from their sins. So two characters perhaps you haven't thought a lot about. Two characters that I believe need their day in the Christmas story. Because who among us doesn't need to be reminded of the comfort of the Messiah, the forgiving power of the Messiah? Uh, if, if I, you know, I just want to challenge you, don't wait another moment for hope. Don't wait another moment for comfort. Don't wait another second for forgiveness. It is there provided for you. He is there provided for you. You know, I just want to encourage you in that, you know, as, as we start winding down this episode, you know, Jesus provides what we need. You know, when, when Jesus came, he provided the very things that Simeon and Anna were waiting for. God's comfort and his forgiveness. So again, let me ask you a question. What are you waiting for this Christmas? Whatever it is, 
Jesus supplies. He supplies our needs. You know, Philippians 4.19, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I like to say it this way, that God's there's no diminish in God's supply. It doesn't matter how much he gives out. There's more still to be poured out. 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. I love how Paul just jumps on it. He says, listen, not only does God provide, but we need a revelation of what he has already provided. And, and, and Paul pretty well covers the basis. He has given us all things. All means all. He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us to his own glory and excellence. So how do you tap into the all things? It's only possible through the person of Jesus. And then, might as well share this. I I love these verses. I've heard them my whole life around this time of the year, but I just want to share them because they're so profound. Luke 2, verses 8 through 17. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. When Jesus shows up, he supplies need. That's just a part of who he is. It's natural to the Godhead. So I just want to encourage you, whatever you've been waiting for, go ahead and receive it now. Receive it by faith. Anytime Jesus shows up, he shows up with supply. He shows up with more than we need. He shows up with more than we can ask. And and this goes so far beyond material things. You know, that that's one of the things I I hope we can get right as we continue in, in this is that Christmas, while oftentimes it's associated with the avarice of materialism and all these things. Uh, that we can start to see that the, the actual generosity we celebrate is the generosity of God on behalf of humanity. No greater act of love, no more selfless act of service than that moment where God chose to become man. He did not ask us to come to him. He came to us. And uh, I, I can't think of a more fitting theme for the church to celebrate around this season that we can facilitate an encounter with the generous, loving, unconditionally loving, by the way, God of all creation. And while so many are thinking about 
Jesus, I love that, man. I, I can be all over the I can be at any store. I can I can be around conversation and I hear people talking about Jesus, singing about Jesus. And you may say, well, they don't even know what they're singing about. Well, at least they're still singing and they and they're still proclaiming his name. You know, oftentimes that's how many of us started. We started with a measure of of delusion. We started with a measure of of um, whatever you want to call it, detachment. But at some point, I have to believe, as we continue to proclaim His name, as we continue to sing aloud the gospel. Have you noticed, man? These Christmas carols are so full. Many of them are so full of unadulterated, unfiltered gospel. It's not even funny. And I would encourage you when you're singing those songs, listen. Some of them have some really great theology. And let's just encourage everyone, sing loud. Sing these songs to the Lord. He hears you. He is good. And he does not want you to wait another second for the things that you've been desiring. There's things in our hearts we want to see happen. And can you hear this now from the voice of the Lord? Hey, I'm here and I am ready to give you the things that you desire in your heart. And so, yeah, that's encouraging. When Jesus shows up, he shows up ready. And it's not just, again, it's not those tangible things, it's the non-tangibles. When he shows up, he heals and restores relationships. He he heals and binds up the brokenhearted. Uh, he, he comes and he brings us hope where there's been discouragement. He brings order and peace where there's chaos. Isn't that something? Things that we could never pay for. He provides when he shows up, and he has done it very well. All right, well, I, I guess we'll end on that thought, and we're going to continue along this theme next week and probably the, the week after that as well. I'm feeling like I'm just in the Christmas spirit this time of the year. Before we finish up, I do just want to mention again, uh, HesterMinistries.org. Go there, find out more about who we are. Also, PresentTruthAcademy.org. At this point, we have three years of content ready for you to, to, to sign up. We want to partner with you in your journey in truth. I want to remind you also, if this podcast is blessing you, and, and oh, i got to share this before we wrap up. Um, as of the recording of this show, we are being streamed and listened to in 11 different countries around the world. And, and I really believe that that's the beginning, but we are so humbled by that, that people are tuning in and they're listening. It, it really blesses our hearts. And so a small way that you can be a part of that is like this podcast, share it, leave us a review, um, and, and we hope it's a good review, <laughs> and that helps us get in front of more people so that others can be blessed as a result. So you can do that, and it doesn't cost you anything except just a few seconds of your time to help, it, help us engage more people around the world. All right, well, God bless you. I pray that you have an amazing week, and I can't wait for you to join us next Tuesday for our next episode along these same themes of Christmas and the layers of the Christmas story. All right, well, I want to sign off the way that we do here. If the kingdom isn't for everyone, then it's not for anyone. God bless you.